Welcome to the Black History Toolkit podcast with Abu Bakr Madden Al Shabazz. Support the channel by subscribing and also making a donation via Patreon or buy a cup of coffee on Kofi. See the links below. You can also find out more by visiting the website abubakamadan.me. So now we're going to look into the different types of things that Windrush generation children were exposed to in the educational systems, the Ten Little Niggers. They don't use that term now, it's called the Ten Little Indians. Agatha Christie, the one who created Poirot. So now we understand why there's low, low, low educational attainment and lack of self-esteem and confidence. This is the sort of material they would have been exposed to. Now, this is the sort of book I was given to read. This was their way of addressing ethnic diversity in the educational system in the 1970s. If I read this, this reflected me in some way. It's what they believed. She wrote a lot of children's books with negative connotational, you know, connotational material and understandings and prejudicial things about black children, not adults now. This is the destruction of children. Ten little niggas are children, not adults. So you can see with colonization, colonialism, imperialism, how they were demeaning the defamation not just of adults, but as children as well. This is what this tells us. Then this was in the, this was in the official curriculum. I was given this book in 1975 to read as part of my reading comprehension. And my stepmother decided to buy me encyclopedias to read. She thought I was above that. And that's probably one of the reasons why I'm here speaking to you now. I work for many of the different universities and visiting lecturer. Why? Because she gave me something well above what the average child was given. She gave me encyclopedias to read and to memorize words from dictionaries. She pushed my education. I was precocious. But this is what comes from this particular experience. Then we have Eden Blyton. She died in 1963. The three gollywogs. So you got females who are writing books for schools. Remember, this went all around the British Empire. This went to places like Nigeria. This went to places like Kenya. Okay, this is where this material went. This went to places like Ghana, in West Africa. It didn't just go to British schools for white children. It was sent over to other schools for white children who were, who were for white kids who were children of colonial officers, colonial administrators. They were reading this book, and this was put into African schools. That is why we have to understand, we have to be very meticulous about the material that children are exposed to because it's either building them or it's destroying them. And then we have this book, Children's Book in Britain, another one, which was in the bookshelves within the school libraries. But Eden Blyder, this is what it said by Peter Fryer, who was a historian. This is what he says. In Eden Blyden's The Little Black Dog, First published in 1937 and reissued in 1965. A dull black face is a feared stigma, which has to be removed before this doll can be accepted by other toys. This is talking about toys, but you know this was happening amongst children. So it's perpetuating what's happening in reality. Okay, this is what's important here. Because children can see it's not just happening with dolls, because dolls don't move and talk and walk. Children do, people do. So this is classical conditioning. The book. The black doll has to suffer, act as a servant, and undergo ritual purification with water. They have to wash themselves. Ritual purification. What we have is a sin. The black skin is a sin. My skin is my sin. 
This is what this is saying. Once he has become pink, because he can't come white because he's too dark. So the nearest he will come is pink. He can't become white. And we know this, you know, there's a stigma, you know, when children are from mixed progeny, they're never half white. They're mixed, they're biracial, they're everything else. They're even black, even though, this, even though they're 50-50. And I gave an example, I usually give an answer, like Obama. Obama was never called in all this, this term in office. Biracial president or the mixed, pre, or the mixed race presidents or the half white presidents. No. White is based upon purity. Okay, this is what is important here. And this was given to children to read. And white children had an inferiority complex about who they were and why they were the way they were instead of black. He is a nice looking doll now. He's a nice looking doll now because he's pink. He's no longer black. So when he was, so the opposite of being nice looking, well, he must be ugly. This is what was given to children. And this is what children were made to read. And this was reissued in 1965. So these were definitely in the schools in the 1970s and most of the 80s. They were in the schools, especially in schools where there was no black children. Okay, where there's black children in school, they were throwing these books out because they were being exposed by the children and the, and the parents were horrified that the teachers had the audacity to send these books home to their children as some sort of reading comprehension homework. As good as any other. So he's as good as any other now because he's pink because he's no longer a Negro or dark or whatever the case may be. And thinks that he will perhaps like him no longer, um, now he is no longer different. So now, because he's been a pink, he may be liked. So when we see things like this, let's not be surprised. You've got Nicki Minaj, you know, she's bleached her skin, why? She's from the Caribbean. Damity was all around in the Caribbean. They weren't just in Ghana and, you know, in Kenya and Nigeria. Those materials all were spread throughout the Caribbean because the Caribbean were British colonies. So this is important for us to, to acknowledge with education. Obviously it happens more amongst females and males. That's our ritual purification. They can't become exactly white, so they become pinkish. So they could be accepted. And so they can accept themselves. And this is what this is about. Okay, so you've got the Clark and Clark study here. But this is the Black Doll study, which was first done in 1939. Where Clark and Clark in 1947 found that black children preferred white dolls and rejected black dolls when asked which were nice, which looked bad, which they would like to play with, and which was the nice color. This suggested the black this suggested that black children had negative attitudes towards their, themselves and their cultural background. That's if they chose the white doll. So let me give you an example of what that means. When the children were asked which looked bad, they chose the black doll. Which they liked to play with, they chose the white doll. And which doll had the nice color? They chose the uh, white doll. When they were asked, which doll looks more like you after this question, after they said, which, after they said, which is the bad doll or what have you, which doll looked like you, there was a hesitation in them choosing the black doll because they already attributed all the good qualities to the white doll. And if these studies were done, and this is the thing, if these studies were done today in school with white children, on black children, parents would be totally disgusted to find out what the reality is. Because they're both, the, the dolls are both the same. They don't have different color. How can one doll be bad and good? When they will ask, why is a doll bad? Do you know what the answer was? Because it's black or because it looks black. This is coming from four and five-year-olds. So what has happened in society for them to relegate their mindset to these basic principles, which are biased and prejudicial and discriminatory?
This is what this is telling us. And the education system, to some extent, has perpetuated this. So K Kiri Davis, she won an award for this documentary. A Girl Like Me is a white doll and a black doll. If you watch this documentary, and she was, she's a film director now. She did this documentary, I think she was about between 15 and 17 when she did this documentary. And it caused a storm. She used the same doll study in uh, a play group. And this is what happens. Out of the 21 black children that were put through the doll study that she conducted, 15 out of the 21 children chose the white doll that he was the prettiest. It's the one they wanted to play with, the one they wanted to look more like. And this was in the 20th, this was in the 20th century. This is the 21st century. This is in the noughties. And they talk about hair, they talk about light skinned and all these other types of things are taking place. And I was perpetuated and causing the kids to have inferiority complexes towards who they are.